You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1406. So for me, I have no problem with you negotiating discounts on houses. That's exactly what we do, right? We trade equity for speed and convenience. But a seller, especially a seller over 60, should know that they are trading some of their equity for some speed and convenience. And most of them know this, all right? But just make sure that they do know that. That is really, really, really important. Kind of make sure you have a clear conscience, make sure they have a clear conscience, and make sure that they understand this. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. So today we're going to talk about how to negotiate and do deals with elderly sellers. And by elderly, I mean sellers that are over the age of 60. And this is so important because if you're in this business, you are going to run into this situation. So let's talk about dealing with elderly sellers. And by that, I mean sellers over the age of 60 years old. Let's face it, if you've been an investor and you've been cold calling or mailing or ordering leads online or buying a paper lead service, like I always recommend, you're going to run into a seller over 60. And while many of our sellers are over the age of 60, you can get great deals from all kinds of sellers. But the sellers who are most likely to do business with us are at a stage in life where money is not the most important thing to them, right? They're looking for convenience. They're looking for flexibility. They're looking for someone who's going to explain the process to them. They are looking for someone that's going to be honest. And that's really, really important. And in exchange for that, you as an investor have to be able to do a deal that's going to make you a profit. But it's really important that when you're dealing with someone over 60 or 65, not only are there some legal implications, but there's also some ethical implications here. So while I think it's completely okay to do business with people over 60, you have to do it the right way. And by the way, you can make some great money in the process. So here is my general rule, is that if you are dealing with someone who is 60 or 65, it is really important that you always get a family member or an attorney involved. Now, from a legal implication, depending on the state, a lot of states have you know some elder abuse laws. And I'm not saying that you uh, abuse the elderly uh, or that that's anything that you want to do, but it's important at the very least that if you are dealing with the seller, that they know exactly what is going on, that they are trading some of their equity for some speed and convenience, and that they are fully aware of the exchange of value in the deal. And so that's why I always suggest just to be safe, if someone is over 60 or 65, again, depending on your state and the situation, you always get a family member or attorney involved. And I don't mean one of your family members, I meant one of their family members. I also have noticed that sometimes people over 65 get estranged from their family and they have no relationships. Sometimes they're alone and 
you know, they have a very, very poor relationship with those around them. So in that case, I always recommend that the seller have an attorney or at the very least a friend helping them. Could there be exceptions to this rule? Yes, but I would be wary of breaking them. So let me talk about that first of all. The second part about this is understand that these deals take longer. All right. So older people, they tend to get stressed if you go too fast or if you talk fast or if you try to push them. So you never push an elderly seller. You never pressure them. You certainly, by the way, never lie to an elderly seller, never make the assumption or tell them their house is worth less than it actually is. So for me, I have no problem with you negotiating discounts on houses. That's exactly what we do, right? We trade equity for speed and convenience. But a seller, especially a seller over 60, should know that they are trading some of their equity for some speed and convenience. And most of them know this, all right? But just make sure that they do know that. That is really, really, really important. Kind of make sure you have a clear conscience, make sure they have a clear conscience, and make sure that they understand this. The other cool thing about this is that I have noticed that sellers, especially as they get older, they value relationships over money. You know, a lot of these people have seen, you know, family members go, they've seen friends go, right? Why go, I mean, they passed away. And so, you know, if you go into an older person's house, things don't really matter as much right? They don't value a new couch or a new carpet or, you know, a new television set. And some of these people have plenty of money, but, you know, showing money off is not the most important thing. So if you give them convenience and peace of mind and can build a relationship with them, right, they in exchange will give you a better price on their house. Okay. And so it's important to build a relationship, make a friend, and I, I don't mean that in a manipulative way, okay? Make a real friend. I'm gonna talk about how some of these people you can have long, lifelong friendships with, and guess what? This is gonna build a phenomenal referral base for you. I have found that people over 60 are referral machines. <laughs> and think about it, if they're not working anymore, they have a lot of time on their hands, so do business the right way, and they will send you a lot of business, okay? So remember, your relationship with them is more important with the money, even if you don't do business with them. If you feel like you're negotiating with them and something isn't right, it's not a win-win deal, walk away from the deal. One thing to realize here is being nice is not enough, okay? Being nice and polite is not enough. If somebody can't get to the title company themselves, if somebody can't sign, if somebody's forgetting things, okay, don't do the deal without an advocate for them. Okay, what I advocate for them is either a family member or them having an attorney. I cannot get that through your head anymore. <laughs> I, I can't overstate this, right? Just being nice to them, if someone can't get to the title company and you driving them there, that actually is a red flag. If someone can't sign and you are sending a notary to their house, you know, for someone who has to explain the paperwork to them because they can't comprehend that, do not do that deal, okay? They need an, an actual advocate, especially if they're forgetting things. Don't do the deal, right? Make sure they have an attorney or an advocate. You can still do a deal, right? Just make sure that they have someone on their side. 
All right, let me tell you a story and I'll never forget because this was a phenomenal deal. So uh, this was back, geez, uh, 2014. And we were negotiating on a house in El Cajon, California, and it was a husband and a wife, and the husband was completely lucid, but the wife was suffering from some form of dementia. And we negotiated a pretty good deal on the house. We were going to make, uh, I don't know, a thirty dollars or $40,000 profit, but we were all aware that the wife had dementia, but the, the husband, you know, he was older too, right? But he was completely lucid. And so what happened was we signed the contract, and the son of both the buyer and the seller called us the next day and he was fuming, absolutely fuming. And he's like, I can't believe, you know, that you let her sign this and she's got dementia and, you know, we want to cancel. And so, you know, your first reaction, of course, is you're thinking that you want to save the deal. But I can tell you that I had a mentor teach me this. The first thing I said is, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, First of all, I want to let you know that if you want to cancel, we're going to let you out of the agreement right now, okay? And this is where I'm talking to the son, right? And as a matter of fact, you know, I actually wish I would have gotten you involved in the beginning. So I just want to let you know there's no pressure. We're going to cancel the agreement. And if this is not a win for them, absolutely, let's not do the deal, okay? So all of a sudden, the son was like completely disarmed. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll send you over the paperwork even before we're on the end of this conversation. And don't worry, our goal is only be able to help your, you know, your mom and your dad. And they're like, well, they could get easily $50,000 more for this house. And I was like, I bet they could, right? But that's, you know, not in the business that we're in. You know, as a matter of fact, I could, you know, send you some real estate agents. But again, like, you know, no harm here. You know, you guys can cancel. And so the son got off the phone. And long story short is... Uh, we canceled the agreement. And, you know, we sent a thank you card to uh, everybody, the son and the uh, the mom and the dad who owned the property. And we uh, basically assumed that, that deal was closed. And long story short, uh, I don't know, four or five days later, son got the thank you card, mom and dad got the thank you card. And they said, we want to do the deal, but you just have to come up $5,000. So of course, we said yes, we signed the deal. And everybody, everybody was ecstatic. We got a, a referral from the son. We got a, I know I'm a testimonial voicemail, testimonial bill from the, the dad, right, who owned the property. And the mom, you know, she just said, thank you. So we were just so ecstatic. Everybody was happy. But if you noticed, I was completely willing to let go of the deal after we knew that the son was involved. And by the way, this is back in 2014. So if I, I didn't negotiate this deal, one of our acquisition specialists did, but if I would have known that, I would have involved the son from the beginning, okay? This is really, 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 really important. So just to learn from that. Okay, next, be willing to do what's best for them. So again, if you feel like they have a better scenario and maybe they should list with a real estate agent, they're willing to fix things up and show it and get top dollar, you could recommend that to them. So I always recommend to that and after you try to push them away a bunch of times and you build rapport and they still wanna do the deal, do it, okay? And remember, like, don't be scared of losing the deal. If you're talking to family members, just say, hey, you know, you could list it with an agent, right? And they could fix it up and put a little time and energy into this and involve them, right? I don't care if I lose the deal because if you don't care, right, there's gonna be a certain amount of sellers who see the value in what you do. By the way, part of this, part of having this courage is generating a lot of leads, right? That is your job to generate leads every single day. 
whether you're using fastsellerleads.com or you're using direct mail or you're cold calling or texting, whatever you're using to generate leads, if you have leads coming in, you're not going to be scared to walk away from a deal. And sellers feel that, right? They feel it when you are like, hey, if we do the deal, great. If we don't do the deal, I'm totally okay with that. And they appreciate that, right? Don't have commission breath. All right, let's move on. Elderly sellers, they love to do business in person. So yes, you could do a deal over the phone, but meet with a seller, build rapport. Again, make a friend. Don't be in a rush to get out of there, right? Part of the exchange of value is they want a friend. So be a friend and not only for this transaction, during the transaction, after the transaction, right? Just be there. And what I mean by that is just listening, all right? So um, sign the agreement in person and uh, go to the title company physically on these, okay? That's important, especially if it's important for them to have an advocate there, okay? Understand that these people will also be referral machines, right? They talk, they got a lot of time on their hands. And so if you do a good job by them, then they will tell people about you. And don't forget to ask for referrals. Be extremely uh, flexible with closing dates. If they want to cancel, let them out. No questions asked. If they need to extend, let them extend. And if all of a sudden uh, you have somebody else who says, let's not do the deal, let them out, right? (laughs) And maybe they'll come back, right? Maybe they won't, but on to the next one. So let me review. Someone's over 60, okay? In some areas, 65, okay? Always get a family member or attorney involved on their side. Understand the deals take longer. Relationship and trust a lot of times are more important than money, but but sellers should know that they are exchanging some of their equity for convenience and peace of mind. If someone can't get to the title company, can't sign, forgets things, do not do uh, the deal without an advocate. Uh, I told the story about someone, a couple who we did a deal early on and they wanted out. We let them cancel. And frankly, we sent a thank you card afterwards. Son called us up and we did the deal. Anyway, we just came up $5,000. Don't be scared to walk away because those things will come back. Be willing to do what is best for them. These sellers love to do things in person. Meet with them. Let them do the closing in person. Forget about DocuSign here, okay? Sometimes old school is better. These people will be referral machines and then be extremely flexible both on closing dates. Uh, But I always say, remember, get commitments, right? Always get them to commit to their next step. And you will do some great deals in the process. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Uh, Have you done a deal like this? Love to hear from you. And uh, if uh, you want to hook up with me in that Facebook group, go to wholesalingincgroup.com. Hit me up at Todd Toback, and I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.